Hey, all right. Welcome, 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 welcome to today's show, Heal Thyself. Thank you for taking the time out to join the show. I appreciate very much. What a great show we have. I've been waiting to do this for quite a while. Finally, it's here. This is the preconception pregnancy show. So I know a lot of you out there are uh, experiencing or planning on having a baby or have had a baby, but uh, we want to optimize everything. So I'm going to be talking to you about some really important interventions that we can make nutritionally, what tests we should do uh, and why. And then also I'll be reviewing some of the best prenatals out there, some of the worst out there and uh, very special guests. Awesome, awesome guest coming up, Mimi. She's an expert on a very particular compound in mushrooms that it sounds like we all need to be taking. We're going to go into that uh, and much more. Without further ado, let's get to this knowledge bomb. All right, pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy. I've been waiting to touch on this for quite a while. And today I come bearing gifts in the form of gems. I'm going to be dropping some gems for you all, really important stuff. Some you may know, some you may have never heard, but really the whole goal, of course, is to empower us so how we can have a healthy baby and a healthy mom and a healthy family, all right? So again, this is not medical advice. So as I always say, ask your doctor, all right? You always have to make sure that it's clear with your doc. Really important, you got to get off right from the get-go smoking alcohol and get on prenatals, okay? And this is important because we know the effects that smoking and alcohol have on the fetus, for sure. And this is obvious stuff. I start with the obvious stuff and then we start going in. But the prenatals are really important, right? Nutritionally, prenatals are something that we have to have to be putting an intervention in when it comes to pregnancy because they're going to provide the body, right? Maybe many years ago, we were eating really nutrient-dense foods, but it's a little different now. So we need that support, and this is where supplements can really help. Let me start off with one of the most important nutrients of all, first and foremost, okay? Folic acid. The reason why folic acid is so important, folic acid is a synthetic form of folate now, and I'm going to get into that, but it's so important because it's one of the top nutrient depletions we see that are associated with birth defects, okay? And this is a great move. We need to be really putting in that intervention. One important thing I always tell people who are thinking about having a baby early on or or ready to get pregnant like tomorrow, regardless, is to take a nutrient test. Here is a point in your life where a nutrient panel is actually going to be one of the most important times in your life to take it. I say do it every year, just check where you're at. Before conception, it's going to be really important, right? You don't, you don't take it when you're pregnant because it can really skew a lot of the results. But right before conception, this is when you want to take a nutrition test. Now, there's two tests you may have heard me speak, speak about before. Again, no association with them. The spectrocell test and the Genova test, right? The Nutraval. Both tests are going to give your practitioner a breakdown, a breakdown of where you stand nutritionally before you get pregnant. And it's so important because we, we want a robust level of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. We want to know that your gut bacteria looks good on the organic acid test. So, so important to have one of these two tests done by your naturopathic doctor or functional doctor, okay? So again, folic acid is associated with the neural tube de- uh, development, right? Neural tube development is really important because uh, when this structure is compromised, we see congenital abnormalities like spina bifida, you've heard of, but also cleft lip, cleft palate, even heart defects, right? So we want to make sure the fetus is getting an adequate amount of folic acid or folate, okay? It's really important for creating that DNA, the synthesis of DNA in the cells, as well as also the creation of red blood cells. So, so important, especially in this time. It's so sensitive. So the recommended amount is 600 micrograms per day when you're pregnant. But the key, really the key is to get it really at a strong level before conception. This is again, why I said the nutrient test. If you and your partner are planning to have a baby, then you want to get that nutrient test early on, get a a good idea of what you need and start repleting the body before pregnancy comes. Okay. So folic acid, as I mentioned, is the synthetic form of folate. Folate is the B vitamin. If you eat edamame, lentils, asparagus, spinach, broccoli, mangoes, lettuce, corn, oranges, you're getting folate, not folic acid, okay? Here's where the complication comes in, all right? So MTHFR, I spoke about that actually on the B12 show. 
I went into detail about it. But MTHFR is the enzyme that is really, really important when it comes to uh, the breakdown of folic acid into folate, okay? When this gene, there's a mutation in the gene, this enzyme doesn't work correctly, and then you got all sorts of problems, right? All sorts of manifestation of problems. So one-third of women have this genetic mutation, and they can't break, break down folic acid, and that's a problem. Um, so the, the nice thing is that nutrient panel that I mentioned, the one from Genova, right, the NutraVal, can actually test for MTHFR while doing nutrient panels, so that's really cool. Um, so get that checked also, especially if you're planning on getting pregnant, because if you have this MTHFR mutation, then you need folate, right? You need that B9 vitamin folate, not folic acid. If you get, if you take it in folic acid, it actually can cause some issues. What happens is you start building up homocysteine, and this is a major problem. I spoke about homocysteine in another show, uh, but that elevated homocysteine, what happens is, is that's a byproduct of one of the cycles called the methionine cycle, right? It's taking this amino acid and it's flowing, 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 and then you're creating homocysteine. Now, when homocysteine goes back to methionine, you need one adequate amount of B12, but you also need that reductase, that enzyme to be working correctly. Because if it's not working correctly, all of a sudden the folate cycle is a mess. And those two cycles are not working together. Think about two gears working next to each other. And one of the gears all of a sudden with that mutation is grinding slower than the other one. You're going to start getting some issues. It may work, but you may start grinding the gears down. And this is the issue that we see. Homocysteine builds up in the body and that can cause a whole slew of issues, not the least of which being miscarriages, right? Uh, preterm labors. So this is really important that part of the conception protocol should be the nutrition test, as I mentioned, so we know where you stand with that B vitamin. Um, but also really, if you, if you need that active form of folate being in your prenatal vitamin, okay? And I'm going to talk about some prenatals later. Um, so as I mentioned, you need to really make sure that you have an adequate amount of vitamins, minerals in your body before, pre, before conception, all right? So aside from folic acid, that, which is one of the most important B vitamins, as I mentioned, probably the most important one when it comes to this, but you really need all of them, right? You need all eight of these vitamins. And uh, usually when, uh, when I do these tests, these nutrient panels, I'll see at least half of them low. Um, why? Different reasons. Could be poor nutrition, but a lot of the time we see uh, women having, who have had oral contraceptives throughout their life, these are notorious for nutrient depletion, right? And when you've been on them for quite a while, B vitamins are one of the most vulnerable to depletion from oral contraceptives. So if you've been on oral contraceptives for a long time, you got to look at your B vitamin status, all right? And B vitamins, they're for everything. They're helping support your energy, reduce nausea, morning sickness, which I know is a killer. I've seen it in some of, some of my friends. Um, help with the metabolism of macronutrients, right? Fats, carbs, protein, muscle cramp relief, stress balance, blood glucose control, all right? That's just, that's just for you. But how about the baby, all right? Really important for eyes, skin development in the baby, bone development, muscle, blood cells, mucous membrane development, so, so important, helping prevent low birth weight, right? So really what you want to do is, Talk to your doctor uh, about how much of each you should be getting daily and also adding in vitamin B-rich foods into your diet, okay? All right. You mentioned, uh, you heard me mention uh, morning sickness. So I know a lot of you know about the power of ginger. Uh, I have seen essential oils work really well for uh, women going through morning sickness. So think about lemon oil, think about lavender oil, think about peppermint oil, think about spearmint oil. Also, there's an acupressure point for nausea that you can literally type in acupressure point for nausea on Google, and you'll see exactly where to press. But that acupressure point has also been shown to be helpful. It's the same theory behind those uh, C-bands. They're pushing on that acupressure point. So you may even want C-bands to, to wear throughout the day instead of holding your finger there. But um, really important is that we start adding in different modalities so you know, you're not suffering, because I know how nasty it can be. Really important also to prevent it moving, 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 being physically active, especially if you're doing it early on, you're preparing the body and it's going to be able to respond in a better way, all right? And avoiding things like coffee or caffeinated teas and, of course, getting a clean diet. I'm, I'm not even going into diet in this because you're all experts on diet already. I've talked about it so much, at least on what to avoid. So obviously getting in the rainbow of colors of fruits and vegetables 
getting an adequate amount of macronutrients, fat, protein, and carbohydrates, but from really clean whole food sources and staying away from all that processed crap that I talk about, all right? Now, um, anemia. Anemia is something that we really need to pay attention to. If you're anemic and about to have a baby, this may be a problem for sure. So the reason why is what happens is when you're pregnant, the maternal blood supply can increase to demand up 50%, right? So all of a sudden you are recruiting and asking a lot of your body to produce more and more red blood cells, right? And iron's not the only uh, mineral that we need or nutrient that we need. You also need B12 and folate, as I mentioned before. So that's why you want to see on that test that it's adequate preconception so you know your body's ready and willing and able to start making more and more blood for the baby, right? So all these really should be checked. But in the context of iron, get in some iron-rich foods, right? If you need uh, supplementation, talk to your doctor. But some recommendations that I'll make, I like the whole foods iron uh, formulas out there. There's two that I like. I, I like them, but I don't love them, and I'll tell you why. The one by uh, Mega Food, which is Blood Builder, and the one by Innate Response, which is Iron Response. Um, these are one of the best at bringing up iron, and a lot of people have issues with iron, especially uh, even with food. They'll get a stomach ache. Um, but the problem with these irons is that they have some folic acid in, in it and cyanocobalamin. That's the inactive or the synthetic form of B12. Um, both, if you have MTHFR, could be an issue. So if you have MTHFR, that uh, mutation, then these might not be for you, and the, one, the ones I'm going to mention might be for you. But I do like this overall for folks who don't have MTHFR um, because it's really gentle on the stomach. And, of course, we know when, uh, when a woman's pregnant, or just in general, a lot of people have issues with iron. So when a woman's pregnant and doctor says, hey, take iron, you may want to take one that is a little more gentle in the stomach. If you have MTHFR, then you want to get the Ferrosaur by Thorne. Really, really good formula. And it has the active forms, uh, folate and methylcobalamin. And it's really good at raising blood iron also. Okay. Minerals, super essential for the health and development of the baby, bone health, um, brain health, heart health, every system is going to utilize those minerals. You hear me talk about minerals all the time. Uh, I pretty much dedicate a whole show to minerals. So at this point, uh, again, I always like the, and I think I said it too fast in one of my shows. So Quinton, Q-U-I-N-T-O-N, Quinton minerals, uh, the isotonic and hypertonic. This is an important intervention, again, preconce preconception and during pregnancy to talk to your doctor about mineral supplements, especially if you're filtering your water, you definitely want to replenish that with minerals. And to me, by far, it's the most important. It's the cleanest one and it's the most potent one and it's the most effective one, in my opinion. Um, but when it comes to these complexes, you want to make sure they're not tainted with heavy metals. I'm going to get to why. Vitamin D, so, so important. Get out in the sun. You need this for the absorption of minerals, particularly calcium. You want your baby's bones to grow. You want them to be developing strong. You want a strong baby coming out. So you want to make sure you're getting an adequate amount of vitamin D. Nothing can compare to adequate sun exposure. So make sure you're getting daily sun exposure. Minimum 20 minutes. Uh, let the light hit your skin. So you want to expose your skin you know, more than more than 40% of your skin. Um, if it starts getting cold, okay, cover up, but make sure the light's hitting your eyes too. It's really important. No glasses or no contacts. So something that I'll do is I'll go out first thing in the morning. I won't put on any contacts or my glasses and I'll just be outside and letting the light hit my eye. Those are going to give really important signals, not only for the, for your hormones, for your immune system, uh, just your overall body clocks. But um, uh, yeah, back to vitamin D, make sure you're getting vitamin D for yourself and the baby. Actually, adequate amounts of vitamin D in the blood has been shown to be preventative for asthma and eczema in the child later in life. So really important. You want that baby to be strong and robust and having enough vitamin D itself, okay? Make sure you check with your doctor. DHA, you always hear that, but why? Well, it's super important for the nervous system. It's super important for healthy breast milk production, right? You want to make sure you're getting it early on for sure, but it's really important in the last trimester, the fetus needs it as a building block. Really, really important, right? For, especially for the nervous system, cognitive function, eye function, right? You want, you want a healthy brain, healthy eyes, and the child needs this, and it's recruiting that DHA at the last trimester so much. So making, making sure you're getting an adequate amount of DHA. Um, and it's also helpful for mom. It's been actually shown to reduce the risk of postpartum depression. So if there's ever a time, you want to get it then. Now, 200 milligrams is the recommended amount, minimum, uh, but ask your doctor how much you need. The ones that I like, the DHAs that I like, are by Metagenics, Nordic Naturals, 
uh, and Pharmax with an X at the end, okay? Um, that's for DHA. Now, a few things when it comes to testing. I wanna, I wanna tell you all about some more testing. We talked about the nutrient one, but here are some important tests that you wanna do before conception. You wanna do a toxin test, right? And you wanna couple that with a heavy metal test. So there's the Great Plains toxin test you talk to your naturopathic or functional doctor about, and a heavy metal test. Now, heavy metal tests are a little bit harder because when heavy metals come into the body, they hang out in the blood, then they usually go to the hair, which is why you can actually do a hair test and see heavy metals in there. But then they make their way for long-term housing, and that is in the organ systems, in the brain, in the bones, right? This is why heavy metals are an issue, and this is why they're an issue to get out of the body. But heavy metals cause a whole slew of symptoms, conditions. Um, you heard me talk about them. I did a whole show on heavy metals. Go back and find that show, because heavy, if you never heard of heavy metals, please start with that show and educate yourself so you know and empower yourself. But when it comes to pregnancy, heavy metals can be a big issue, particularly lead. And this is why I talk about being very careful about what you're getting in your system, right? If you were eating a ton of tuna fish or a ton of swordfish or a ton of big fish at all, and all of a sudden you're pregnant, this is why they tell you to get off of that, right? Or, or to reduce it is because you don't want those heavy metals, particularly mercury and lead in your baby. I heard a quote. One of the best way to detox heavy metals is to get pregnant, right? And it's interesting because that's what happens. It goes through the placenta and into the baby. So if you have the adequate time and you're really planning on having a baby, let's say next year, now would be the time to test your heavy metals. Again, it's not easy. The, the, way, the best way to test heavy metals would be post-mortem post and we, you know, we would check the brain and the bones. But um, when we're alive, what we really want to do is uh, you can do a hair test, but you can couple that, informa that information with different types of tests. Some people do a provoked urine test where the, pro the provocation brings out heavy metals into the urine and then we measure it. Um, I, I do like actually it's more expensive one is by the test by Cyrex. That test actually tests, it, it's a very specific uh, immunological test that it'll give you an idea about the burden of heavy metals in the body. Um, Really, those are the those would be the best ways. But talk to your doctor. But definitely get your heavy metals and toxins. Just overall, like pesticides, it's going to be an issue if your pesticides are through the roof and you're pregnant, right? Um, so what we want to do is make sure we're getting that test too. We just want to reduce all of them, identify where they're coming from, reduce them. I speak a lot, almost every show about home stuff. So setting up a home that is ready for pregnancy, right? Air filters and cleaning up everything, uh, getting the best quality stuff. If you're setting up a nursery, making sure you're getting high quality stuff that's not off gassing, right? And, and I talk about, um, mattresses. I did a whole show on that. Um, look for rugs that don't off-gas. Make sure you're getting a water, uh, air filter in the room and opening the windows always. Okay, that's an important one. I mentioned MTHFR. You can do that as an add-on to the nutrition test, but you may just want to get a new, uh, genetic test as a whole. Stress. Now, now we're off the, off the test now, but I really wanted to talk about stress. I did the show on transgenerational trauma. I spoke about the NR3C1 gene. In utero... A baby can be subjected to stress. If mom is stressed or she has a stressful event or she's not controlling her stress, that can affect the baby's genes epigenetically, change the, change the baby's expression of how it handles cortisol throughout life. And it can go up to 19, 20 years after being born. So really, really the thing we need to focus on when we're pregnant is handling stress. If you never did meditation and you wanted to, now would be the best time in your life to do meditation, right? Now would be the best time in your life to journal. Now would be the best time in your life to have talk therapy, music therapy, going for walks, breath work, yoga, everything and every, anything and everything under the sun. Now would be the time because I feel like this is in my heart, one of the most important interventions in a baby's health is making sure mom isn't stressed. So let's set up a sacred space every single day where mom can decompress and, and feel her best she's ever felt, okay? And adding to that is exercise, of course, 30 minutes daily, just move, move, move. Stay away from super high impact, okay? But you wanna make sure you're really fit uh, before conception because that's gonna help reduce symptoms like aches and pains throughout pregnancy, swelling. That muscle tone's really important. You heard Dr. Gabrielle Lyon come on the show 
last year and speaking about how muscle is actually an endocrine organ. It helps balance our hormones. So, so important to have a good adequate amount of muscle, less fat, optimizing that ratio and uh, putting ourselves in a better place. So when birth comes, right, it's time, it's time to give birth delivery. Um, We're putting ourselves in the best place for a healthy uh, pregnancy and a healthy birth and reducing complications. All right, product review time. Check this out. I want to go over prenatals. This one has been asked for quite a while, so let me just go straight into this. Now, because of the state of the world, I cannot just go and buy prenatals anymore from CVS or Walgreens and then return them because they won't take them back and then I'm stuck with prenatals. So um, you can even Google them while I'm talking about them. But I want to speak about some of the best prenatals first and things that I, that things, the ones that are okay and then the ones that you need to really stay away from, all right? My opinion, Thorn, the prenatal, the basic prenatal is one of the best in the industry. Uh, it's a great formula, good ratio. What you want is you want to see it has all the essential nutrients, right? Vitamins, minerals for pregnancy. Um, and you want to make sure that they're at an adequate dose. And if you look at the back, you'll see that all the nutrients are surpass more than 100% of the recommended daily value, which is really important. But on top of that, you'll also see that it has the active form of folate and the active form of B12 methylcobalamin. So now you have no folic acid, no cyanocobalamin, and two of the forms that are really helpful. So we can already assume that that one third of people uh, who have the MTHFR have it, and now you have an active, this is basically an active prenatal. So it's a really good one. Um, it's one that I used to recommend when I was in school and then after school when I was in practice and I work with moms. So one of my favorites. Really good and up there, pretty much just as good as the one by Pure Encapsulation. That's a prenatal pro and the prenatal pro by Designs for Health. I think they have the same name, uh, but check them out. There's a Designs for Health one and the Pure Encapsulation one. Really, these are three professional formulas. So you're going to get third-party testing. It's going to be ensuring that you're not exposed to any crap out there and you're going to get a quality product. So these are just like the top quality. This is a Mercedes and a Bentley and, you know, like the top of the top. So there you go. Um, the prenatal one by Rainbow Light. Now there was some controversy behind this last year that they found heavy metals in them. I cannot speak if they uh, corrected that, but at this point, I haven't seen anything from Rainbow Light saying, hey, look, we handled that batch. So um, or it was just a batch. So now our, our prenatals are great. So if you're taking the prenatal one, um, I would actually just step away and have the, be- there's better ones out there. Even the formula itself is okay. It's not the best. Um, why not do the best? If, 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 if ever you spend more on your supplements, it would be during this time. Okay. The garden of life one is a really good one. Um, when it comes to being gentle in the stomach, it's a whole food based one. It's an organic one. It's called a my kind prenatal multi-organic. Um, I would like them to have stronger concentration of nutrients and I would really like them to not be owned by Nestle, but you know, I'll digress on that, but it's, it is sourced organically and it's a good formula. If you have a sensitive stomach, um, it's just not as strong as the ones that I mentioned. And the same goes with the Smarty Pant ones. These are the gummies. The dosages aren't as strong, but some folks aren't going to be able to take pills, right? Think about morning sickness. Some women are going to be like, I can't even think about taking my prenatal, prenatal, but I can, you know, choke down a gummy, which might be a better place for, for us, you know? So think, let's just think about that though. So the, my kind and the smarty pants are probably going to be, they're going to be gentler on the stomach, just not as strong. So you want to make sure you're getting in, you got to tie in and buckle up on that nutrition. If you are taking those now, I'll mention one that you should stay away from and why now I'm just calling out this one, but really, if you're going to get your prenatals from CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Walmart, uh, those type of stores, then you can almost guarantee the prenatal is not going to be the best. So the one that I found was the Nature Made Prenatal Plus DHA. Now, what do we see? The concentration is not as good as Thorn. The folate and B12 are in their synthetic form. Okay. That can be okay. But remember the one third of us have MTHFR, one third of the women. So now their enzymes affected. So the problem is with folic acid and cyanocobalamin, it's not going to be broken down properly in the body for this population of people. So basically one third of the women who buy this, it's not going to work on effectively. It may work, but not effectively. So additionally, they use the poorest and cheapest form of calcium, of zinc, 
in magnesium, actually the least absorbable forms. Actually, the magnesium in there is in the oxide form, so you're really not even, you're almost getting none of it in the blood, but they're putting it in their, in their um, prenatal, all right? Also, the capsule itself, glycerin, derived most likely from vegetable, rapeseed, which is the canola oil, right? And soybean. We know minimum two of those three are genetically modified, right? So we already know that they're going to be exposed to pesticides, right? Um, so it's a problem. Always think about if you're getting it at a drugstore, they're not going to be really the highest quality. That's for any, for any supplement. You know, most of the supplements when I do product reviews are coming from CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Walmart, okay? So if your doc is recommending this one, then I have a problem because I think the doc needs to come to me and have a talk so we can get them back on track because when a woman is pregnant, she needs to have the best of the best, right? If you're ever OCD about anything that goes in your body, now is going to be the time, right? You, you heard me spoke, speak about uh, cacao powder, protein powder, collagen. These types of powders or superfoods or anything you're putting into your body, the reason I talk about it so much is, okay, yeah, for adults, Great. Like it, it'll affect us, especially if we're having it every day. But really the most vulnerable population to these metals and crap in there is going to be pregnant women and children. It's a big reason why I, I did these reviews in the past. So for us, it's like we have to be, if ever we are OCD, we just got to make sure that now's the time that what is this? Why is this going in my body? Do I need it? And has it been tested? And am I sure that it's the cleanest of the clean, the purest of the pure, ain't got no heavy metals, and it's going to do good for my body and good for my baby. All right? All right. That's it. That's all for the product review. That's all for the knowledge bomb. The most I'll speak about pregnancy in a long time. But um, with that said, I'm so excited. The guest is here, and we're going to have an awesome conversation. Everything, all things, the empowering magic of mushrooms. All right, everyone, today's special guest, Mimi Lindquist. It's going to be an amazing interview, and here's why. She's an AHCC educator. You're going to ask me, what the heck is that? She's going to go into it. It's powerful stuff for many of us out there. She's also a culinary nutritionist, so we're going to get into some nice stuff about maybe food medicine, I'd love to know, because you all know I love food medicine. Yeah, but without further ado, hey, thank you for coming from San Diego. Yes, I am so happy to be here. Yeah, you know, so let's just tell the audience how we met. We, we were at a party. Uh, a little get together, you yeah, know. It was like a wellness party. It was a wellness party. <laughs> so it's not like a party. Yeah. You know, and you know, we were drinking elixirs and feeling great. And we vibed because we both have such a passion for the power of medicinal mushrooms and how they can help our health. But then you specifically have found a passion in AHCC. Mm-hmm. And a lot of listeners and viewers right now are going, Can you please stop using that acronym and tell me what the heck we're talking about? <laughs> What is AHCC and how did you ever become so passionate about that very specific part of mushrooms? Yes. Okay. So AHCC stands for active hexose correlated compound. Mm -hmm. So it's not in itself a mushroom. It comes from shiitake mushrooms. So we kind of need a little lesson in mushroom anatomy here. So when you say mushroom, most people think of like what you cook with, you put in stir fries, culinary, that's the fruiting body. That's what you're seeing above ground. Um, below the ground is the mycelia. So mycelia is like the root system, but instead of it just being roots, think of it more like a network of intelligence. So this is really the most intelligent part of the mushroom that then gives way to the fruiting body. Mm -hmm. So when I say it's a mushroom product, it's it's a cultured mycelial product. But if you tell someone that, oh, AHCC, it's a cultured mycelial product, 0% of people will know <laughs> what, you're, <laughs> what you're talking about. So I kind of, in short, just say mushroom product. And then, little caveat, actually it comes from the roots. Mm -hmm. um, so that's w what it is. It's not a mushroom in itself. Um, so it requires a little bit of education mm -hmm. on just um, that kind of basic anatomy. Um, most mushroom products are coming from 
the fruiting body, or at least that's what they claim. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a whole other topic with claims around mushroom products. Um, but because they do a lot of education there on, on what's actually in the product itself, what you're actually buying. But for AHCC specifically, I found out about it when I was practicing clinical dental hygiene. Mm -hmm. I'm a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one of our, our patients in the office, she contracted HPV later in life, right? Like around 55 or so. And uh, she said that her naturopath recommended a mushroom to clear the virus. And at this time I had taken like four sigmatic. I thought I knew about mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, which one? Reishi, chaga, lion's mane. And she came back and said, AHCC. And I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, that? that's not a mushroom. I've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And I got this kind of like little ego trip a little bit and just kind of like, Pfft. so I then go and look it up and swallow my pride a little mm -hmm. bit because then I f get flooded with reviews, testimonials, stories, and then I dive even deeper into the research mm -hmm. organization. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a, an organization that was founded in 1940, uh, 1994, um, and basically they are the hub of the, the AHCC research um, that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And so once I got there, I was like, okay, this stuff is legit. So, and then that was three years ago, and I just haven't stopped yeah, Since. you found some passion, like that really sparked something within you because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like very specific part of mushrooms, but like when I learned about HCC, it really was important for me when I was in the oncology residency, mm -hmm. right? Because what we, not only do, do we know that has immune stimulating effects, which we'll go into, but it, it in many ways is a preventative for those with cervical cancer or dysplastic cells. Mm -hmm. um, so when they get their pap smear, they go, okay, look, something doesn't look right. You don't, you know, you don't have cervical cancer, but you know, we, we need to make an intervention now. Would you say that that's probably one of the crown jewels of what AHCC does? Because you just mentioned your coworker. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's most of the research. If someone dives into the research, most of it is going to be around cancer. Um, but really the new up and coming research because HPV is so prevalent, mm -hmm. over 80 million Americans deal with it. Um, and it's something that's still kind of hush hush. So whereas with cancer, when you tell someone you have a cancer diagnosis, there's no shame per se, there's no guilt, there's no like dirty feeling. And what I've come to know with um, HPV and the hundreds and hundreds of women that I've talked to and helped there is a lot of hush-hush shame around it, um, and so there's not a lot of talk about it amongst people and friends and like, hey, what'd you do for this? What'd you do for this? It's not spreading like that. So for these people who have a diagnosis of HPV, um, maybe it is the, the strain that is linked to cervical cancers, they feel really scared and embarrassed, and when... And that's a really dangerous thing to feel with a diagnosis because you're not asking people, you're not maybe not searching as far and wide and shouting it like, hey, everybody help me. Yeah. Like, what do you? So it's kind of a dangerous way, dangerous diagnosis in that way, even though it's a slow acting virus. So yes, um, I think it is definitely a crown jewel of AHCC because really other than hey, come back in a year, we'll check you, see if your immune system has cleared it. There's not a lot that doctors, gynecologists can mm -hmm. offer women who have now this diagnosis of HPV. They're just kind of like, yeah, your your immune system might take care of it. Come back in a year. Yeah. So yeah. they're kind of like, well, can I do anything? Mm -hmm. And yes, they can. Yeah. So since school, anytime I hear uh, like a this diagnosis of, okay, we see dysplastic cells, it may lead to cervical cancer. The strain is HPV 14, 16, which are mm -hmm. more, more of the uh, pathogenic ones. AHCC comes to mind always. It's literally the first thing that I would always think about. Mm -hmm. But in your experience, what have you seen as far as research and how effective it is? Because mm -hmm. the last time I checked, it was pretty effective. But then also experientially with other people, uh, maybe, maybe people you've worked with, mm -hmm. how have you seen it helped? It's the most rewarding work. Um, hearing anecdotally stories from women, um, you know, they've dealt with this for years and they've, um, they've tried other maybe supplements or vitamins or just were so scared to even like date or tell their partner. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
being able to provide something that does, uh, that can help their immune system clear this virus. I mean, I've seen as little as one month of using AHCC and women come back and like, oh my gosh, I'm negative. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't make any claims because every body is so different. Yeah. Um, but in clinical research, the, the, the most recent phase two trial that came out of Texas, 63.4% um, of women who have high risk, persistent HPV. That means that it's been in their body for at least two years and their, their immune system, for whatever reason, can't clear it. So you could say this is the most like potent strain, right? It's cancer causing and it won't leave the body. Those were the only test subjects that they used in this study. That was kind of the criteria because they know if it works for that, it can probably work for other strains. And 63.4% um, of women who used AHCC for the study was six months long. Some women were cleared at three months or four months. And then um, they did also did another study um, kind of seeing a lower dose. So this was the first study I mentioned was kind of a higher dose at three grams. Um, and then they wanted to see, okay, well, how low can we go and still see clinical results? And they went down to one gram, but it took the majority seven months instead of six months. Mm -hmm. So you see benefits in all different kind of combinations of time and dosage. And uh, then it, there's also, you know, things that we recommend, that I recommend using your food as medicine. You want to stack the deck in your favor as much as possible. So using food as medicine, making sure that you're not ingesting a bunch of toxic oils and canola and vegetable and mm -hmm. making sure that you're as clean and whole food based as possible. Mm -hmm. And then also I, I talk to women about their mindset because, um, you know, with HPV, you a lot of women feel a disconnect, almost like their body has betrayed them. And they feel, like I said, again, embarrassed, shameful, like dirty is the word I feel mm -hmm. I, I hear a lot. And so working on the mindset around how do we connect to our body? Again, it sounds kind of woo, but the woo woo is true, true. Mm -hmm. So when we connect the person back to their body, they have an even, I think, an exponential um, chance of, of clearing it when their mind and their body are working in tandem. Yeah. I love that stacking in favor. Mm -hmm. I, I love to hear that because again, you, you know, you mentioned some women as fast as a month, it can clear yeah. it, but really what are the other factors in right. that woman's life that she has stacked in her favor? So uh, amazing stuff. What about, so do you also incorporate mushrooms? You say, Hey, like eat like uh, in, in culinary, mm -hmm. um, what are some of your favorite ones that a lot of these women who go, okay, I'm ready to clear this HPV. Mm -hmm. What mushrooms should I go out and buy at the store? Well, I think mushrooms are a great um, source of uh, some key vitamins and things. Um, but I would actually, if somebody is wanting to use more mushrooms mm -hmm. um, for the purpose specifically of clearing something in their body, culinary mushrooms um, are not going to be the kicker, mm -hmm. right? They're a kind of a nice extra fluff add-on. But really, the other mushroom that I would absolutely recommend is reishi. Mm -hmm. um, and reishi has been used for thousands and thousands of years for its medicinal and healing properties. Um, and it is the queen of mushrooms. It's the mushroom of immortality, the bridge from heaven to earth. It is, I mean, she, she boasts a lot of, of, uh, you know, amazing nicknames, but she can back it up. Mm -hmm. She has the longest list of benefits of any medicinal mushroom in use ever. So, um, there's also benefits aside from the immune intelligence that Reishi is also adding. It also has a, a great ability to regulate hormones. Mm -hmm which is, um, you know, something I feel like this, the, the H word is like thrown around where they almost get a bad rap, like, oh, hormonal, hormonal. But, you know, they are these amazing things in our body and they just need the right kind of direction and like kind of balance out. Um, reishi is so wonderful for that. Also anti-inflammatory, antiviral, anti-candida, mm -hmm. anti-cancer, anti-stress. Uh, Antiparasitic uh, helps with sleep and relaxation, which is so important when you're trying to heal anything in the body. Um, your sleep and your kind of like detox pathways that are happening happening in your sleep so important. So yeah. getting something that can, and this is something that's so wonderful about all mushrooms that have you know medicinal benefits is 
it's not just working on one thing in the body. It is, it has a multitude of mechanisms of action. Mm -hmm. So rather than like a prescription drug that has kind of one mechanism of action, one pathway in the body, mushrooms are dynamic. They can really affect multiple systems in the body um, in the best way. I love that. I, I love to hear Reishi having like a laundry list yeah. <laughs> of all of these awesome benefits. Like there's an intelligence in there. You just you just brought the thought into my head that Reishi is like the Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, of absolutely. Mushrooms. I'm just picturing Reishi walking in the red carpet <laughs> and everyone's stopping and taking pictures because you're like, oh, Reishi's here. Yes. And yep. I've heard of the Queen of Mushrooms, but now oh, she's she, Beyonce. Totally. I love to hear that. And so you're saying. Let's start incorporating, like, that's the other go-to. You have the AHCC compound and then something like reishi. Mm -hmm. um, can we get it at culinary-wise, or is it, would, you, would you say it's better to get it in higher doses? Um, definitely higher doses. Reishi is one of those that grows on logs and trees. Mm -hmm. So you can't just, I mean, you can find it in the forest for sure, but you can't just go pick it and, and put it in a stir fry. It's one that you have to like, um, you know, they have to uh, basically make it into like a tincture or like yeah. a, you know, to so extract yeah, it. they you have to extract just, it. You can't just like gnaw on yeah. it. Yeah. You'll just get a lot of fiber in there. Right. Yeah. Um, actually the, the one way that I recommend um, one of the most, uh, common ways that I recommend reishi is with the spores. So reishi spores are up to 80 times more potent than the fruiting body, which the fruiting body has incredible benefits. But then you get something like a spore, which is kind of like the seed. Um, mushrooms kind of shoot them out into the ground to basically like those are their little like children that then make mycelia that then can produce more mushrooms. So the the spores are like the seeds. They house all of that intelligence in that tiny microscopic little capsule. Mm. So um, the caution with that, though, is that you can find spores, but they they are hard um, to... They have an outer shell that you have to crack very, very carefully. And this is like microscopic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of companies can put the spores in like kind of like a blend of like the, the mycelium and the grain that it was grown on and the fruiting body and the mycelial biomass and the spores. And they kind of just put it in this huge blend. And the person sees that like, oh, it has all the parts that must be more beneficial when really it's not. You need to really do some research and make sure that you're getting um, a quality source of if you want just the spores, that it's a company that can crack that outer shell. There's actually two shells. So mushrooms are wonderful, but there's also a lot of education that has to, that has to happen so that people aren't wasting their money, expecting these wonderful results, yeah. which are, are possible. And yeah. absolutely that potential is there. But if you're kind of getting like a low level mushroom product, you might not see results. Interesting, because back when I was really using them for patients, there wasn't many companies out mm -hmm. there. There was no Four Sigmatic. Yeah. The only one was uh, Paul Stamets' company. Mm -hmm. It was really the one that was attainable. But so what are some of the guidelines then? All right, let's say I am interested in buying reishi um, or even HCC. Like, what are some guidelines I need to look at for mushrooms? Because some of them say this is a fruiting body. Mm -hmm. I think Gaia, Gaia company came out with, the herb company came out with the fruiting body mushrooms. Mm -hmm. But I think Paul Stamets is the mycelium only. And is, isn't that like a controversy behind it? Like it two, there's two some, schools. There's some beef in there's the mushroom beef, industry. Yeah. Even, even though it's a fungi. <laughs> yeah, there is. And I do not call out any specific brands. I speak to brands that I use and trust and love, um, done the research on, talked to the owners, like really dug deep into the weeds of mushrooms. Um, but I will never like put down a certain brand. That's yeah. just not how I will do things, but I will speak to brands that I love. Okay. Um, so if you're looking for fruiting body, right, that's the, that's the above the ground, what we think of when we think of mushroom, you want one that's pure fruiting breath fruiting body. Okay. So a um, little bit more education here. A lot of mushrooms are grown on oats or grain, rye, some something like that. 
And a lot of companies, um, if they're usually like a U.S. company, because it's really expensive to grow actual mushrooms in the U.S., it just is. A lot of them just grow the mycelium on these oats or rye or grain, and they don't even get to the fruiting body stage, right? There's stages of the, 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 like the life cycle of a mushroom. The mycelium has to grow and incorporate on these oats and rye and everything before it can give way to a, a mushroom. So a lot of companies, before it even gets to the mushroom stage, they're grinding up the mycelium. Again, nothing wrong with mycelium. I have a mycelial product. Mm -hmm. But what I don't love is that they're grinding up the oats and the rice or whatever they're growing it on. So then you end up with basically a diluted yeah. mushroom product that's mm -hmm. actually myceliated grain. So there might be some benefit there. Guaranteed there will be some benefit. And some have argued that, hey, the, the fermented oats or grain or rice is good for the gut. Maybe. But I also want to be really transparent for people. Hey, if you think you're getting a mushroom product and it's actually myceliated grain, I just want the company to be transparent and like tell the customer, the consumer, what exactly they're getting. So if I'm going for a mushroom product, a pure fruiting body mushroom product. I like the, can I say companies on here? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I like the company real mushrooms. Okay. Um, and you, that is their name is their whole I slogan. I know them to be one of the best. Real mushrooms. They say it all. It's only mushrooms. And the owner, the president, um, is Jeff Chilton, and he is one of the OG mushroom farmers in the world, mm -hmm. especially in the United States. So he was one of the very, very few people um, who knew about medicinal mushrooms in the 70s and 80s and actually brought them to the U.S. to the market, to the consumer market. Mm -hmm. So he is the OG. He has over 40, 46 years of growing experience. And yep. I was able to interview him on my podcast, episode oh, 10, I believe. And oh, which, um, What's the name of it? The Medicine Podcast. Okay, okay The Medicine Podcast. Yeah. Um, so he's great. So he can tell you all about um, why this is important and all of that. We get in we get into it deep on that episode. Um, but I, when I'm, I'm sourcing mushroom products, I want to go to like, who's the best, who knows the most, yeah. right? When there is this little bit of feud between mycelium or fruiting body, mm -hmm. um, there's benefits both, but I want to know, okay, who is the OG, you know? Um, cause that he just has so much credibility and so much knowledge. And, uh, I, I, completely trust his, his knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I know them to be one of the best as far as mushrooms. I only work with two companies, real mushrooms and life cycle life cycle. We had Julian, the, mm -hmm. the um, founder on this yeah, show. He's great. He, yeah. Have you got him on your show? We've talked a little bit, oh, kind no, of no, gone no. back and forth. You, but... we, you need, this has got to work. He's on Australia, but we'll, we'll make this work <laughs> because he's super um, passionate. But I have found that their stuff is so strong. Oh. So strong. I've I, not tried it. Yeah, I have. So we'll take some Lion's Mane before you leave. Okay. I, I, I took some before. But the Lion's Mane has been the best one that I've found. Like, you feel it immediately. And I was like, whoa, this stuff is really strong. But really, the biggest testament was when my roommate and her friend who came into town both got sick at the same time. Mm. And like... We're talking about, this is before coronavirus, so I don't even know. They might even have, they might they were, have been, yeah. <laughs> This is like in January. I was like, holy moly, they're really sick. I tripled up on their uh, shiitake, reishi, um, turkey tail. Mm. Tripled up, and I was, it didn't even touch me. I had like a giant mushroom barrier around me. <laughs> yeah, I was seriously. walking around like a giant fruiting body. Yeah, I was like, I love get it. away. Uh, awesome stuff. So two, so two companies, now people know when they listen to this show, they're going to go, mm -hmm. oh, well now I can trust. So you're, so real mushrooms is the fruiting body. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they don't use any mycelium. No. But you're saying that the mycelium does have some beneficial, uh, beneficial properties too. Mm -hmm. the, the, yeah. The AHCC is grown only in the mycelium. Is that what right. you're saying? Right. So oh, HCC okay. is only it's mycelium. Different. It's a liquid culture. So when I talk about um, you know myceliated grain, HCC is in a class of its own because that's a liquid culture, and um, these uh, it, it originated in Japan, and they have a patent on this this liquid culturing process. Mm. So when I'm talking about myceliated grains, someone might be like, "Wait, but she has a mycelium product." Mm -hmm. Um, it's completely different. And without going too far into the like lab process, just know that liquid and then growing 
in a bag on oats is completely different. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, that's the controversy. I, I know that um, back when I went to a lecture on mushrooms and they were talking about like rice starches in your product. Yes. Which is an issue. Like if you see like, you know, 1.5 grams of product, how much of it is rice or oats, you right. know, versus like the therapeutic properties. Um, so I, I, I wanted to like, I, I think we missed this on the HCC. You had mentioned about the powerful properties uh, when it comes to HPV. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that AHCC does that really like, you're like, oh, all right, this is, <laughs> this is kind of like, may not be the queen yet, but it might be like the princess of yeah. mushrooms right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, how long do we have? Okay, so. <laughs> you're yes. your favorite, like the top, like the yeah. powerful ones right. that you really love. Autoimmune. Because there are so many, I think over 80 now, like classified autoimmune under this umbrella where doctors don't really know what to call it or how to classify it. It's just like, well, your body's not functioning right. It seems to be attacking itself. Let's call it autoimmune. There's some level of discourse in the immune system. So HCC, not only does it boost the immune system in the case of HPV, but it also can, can kind of bring bring the immune system down a little bit in the cases of autoimmune. Mm. So for instance, rheumatoid arthritis is a really common autoimmune disorder. My sister has it, my grandma, my aunt, um, and their immune system is actually attacking their own joints. And, um, so AHCC has an ability to normalize the immune system, whether it needs to be boosted or kind of like suppressed a little bit. So usually doctors will, um, prescribe like something like methyltrexate, which is a really harsh drug. And it's, um, it's actually a cancer drug, but it suppresses the immune system. And I'm not saying that you could just completely switch this out. You might want to kind of play with dosages and talk to your doctor. doctor But I know in the case of my sister, she was completely on methyltrexate. And then once she started taking AHCC, even the the things that methyltrexate couldn't touch, like she Mm -hmm. had this fire in her joints. She would wake up every day and her joints just like felt like they were on fire. AHCC has been the only thing that can touch that. Wow. So Modulates the immune system. Incredible. Wow. So because again, it's not working on one mechanism of action. It's actually normalizing. And the other benefit um, that AHCC has is not only just immune intelligence, but um, it lowers... Uh, systemic inflammation by lowering C-reactive protein mm-hmm. in the body, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the systemic marker, um, you know, for inflammation in the body. And then it also decreases stress hormones like norepinephrine and cortisol. So when you get those three, immune intelligence, stress hormones, and inflammation under control, like name a disease or condition that isn't linked to one of all those of three, all right? Of all of them. So yeah. That's why I say, oh my gosh, how long do you have? Because, you know, HPV, autoimmune, cancer, and Lyme are like the big four that I see coming to me all the time. Um, And autoimmune, again, is like 80 plus different conditions. But then, you know, I'll have someone taking HCC for, you know, like a month for their autoimmune disorder. This has happened multiple times. And the girl will come back to me and be like, oh my God, my systemic or my um, cystic inflammatory acne is gone. Mm, Oh my gosh, my hormones have never felt better. Oh my gosh, I'm pooping again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my my gut health is so much better. So there's these other like kind of side benefits that I don't ever like make claims for because again, everybody is so different. For sure. But the thing that I want people to remember about mushrooms in general and especially AHCC is it's not attacking the cancer cells or the HPV virus or the, you know, autoimmune disease or whatever. It's actually getting your body right. It's getting your body to a state that feels like, hey, we can heal. We can do our job. We can function better as a whole, as a whole unit. So it's your body that's doing the work. HCC is just delivering that, you know, boost of intelligence. Yeah, exactly. Like lighting the fire on the body's own system of yes. intelligence, which is the way it should be, right? Like that's the way real healing comes because it's like the body doesn't care about the diagnosis name. Right. It only knows that there's an imbalance, right? So theoretically, if we make the intervention of giving the body what it needs, mm-hmm. lighting the fire on the intelligence and removing all that crap that is in the way of healing doesn't matter if it's cystic acne or constipation or hormonal issues, it finds that balance. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome to hear that. I've always been, I've like, I've always been so enamored by mushrooms, but 
I would say that that is the biggest push right now in the health and wellness field. Like now everyone wants to yeah. know about mushrooms yeah. and we know about like the advent of even uh, psychedelics in mental health mm-hmm. and the studies that are being done there, which is pretty powerful. And they've been, I think in Colorado and Oakland has been, mm-hmm. I don't know what part of Colorado, but they've been passed where decriminalized. practitioners decriminalize so pa- practitioners can help use them. They haven't, there's, there's no one that can convince me that it can't help mental, emotional healing. It's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. But so the advent that's coming and all of a sudden the functional mushrooms that we're talking about like this, that's been rising for a few years. We're seeing how intelligent they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like you just said, it's like a blanket. It's just like, oh, well, what needs healing? Right. It's an adaptogen, right? It's an so adaptogen. It's going into the body and assessing. I call them these little like adaptogenic doctors. Yeah. They're going inside the body and assessing, okay, what does Christian need? All mm-hmm. right, we're going to deliver that to him, whether it's more restful sleep, mm-hmm. whether it's more energy, whether it's, hey, we got this virus. It's not self. We're going to get rid of that. Or, hey, this tumor, like what's going on here? Let's break this down, right? Yeah. In the case of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one that I haven't even talked about, but mm-hmm. the C word, huge, huge. For HCC or just yes, mushrooms in general. HCC. Yeah. As a standalone treatment and in conjunction with things like chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have endless stories of stage four. They can't operate based on position. Maybe it's a brain tumor or maybe it's, you know, positioned in the body in a really difficult place where there's no other options. And people will start taking AHCC. And I kid you not, like these are coming from medical textbooks. Mm-hmm. Within months, the tumor is, they can't find it. Mm, that's powerful stuff crazy. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. We did we did it and I mean like like reduction in the size of tumors nothing. I like I I believe it. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm like whoa, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I believe that uh, trust me, I've been in this field for so yeah. long. Um but it's beautiful to hear that that mushrooms can do that, a mushroom product, a compound. And this is something I used in the integrative oncology hospitals. We actually would sit uh, every Thursday and go through studies, uh, the newest study mm-hmm. on something. So sometimes it'd be about like just B12 or, you know, folate and when to use it and when to not ginger. And then we had actually like three weeks in a row of AHCC. Mm, yeah. So, and I remember I presented on AHCC That's to the amazing. team about like the newest study. I mean, that was my job as a resident, right? Yeah. Like, like we would do the presentation, but, uh, I saw it in the context of cancer, um, cervical cancer and then different types of cancer and what it does. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this stuff is great. Like, yeah. a- and in my head, I'm like, why did I stop using it personally? <laughs> yeah. But you've gifted me with this bottle. Yes. What's the name of your company? So it's Mimi Fit is my my brand mm-hmm. name. It's kind of in transition um, because I started the brand Mimi Fit as a, kind of a, a health coach focusing on disease prevention. That's where the culinary nutrition expert comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to dental hygiene school and I was like, you know what? There's more. There's more for me. So I went to Colin, the Academy of Culinary Nutrition and I was helping people kind of as like a health coach on the side. And then once I discovered AHCC, I, it honestly like it pulled me out of dental hygiene, even though I love, I love dental hygiene. I'm a total tooth nerd and (laughs) I I was good at it, made a lot of money, but I couldn't not educate people on this because there was way too many people in my family included who were close to me. Um, and my future family, you know, I, I needed to get this information out. There's, there's too much chronic disease and I don't accept the cancer rates one in two people, one in two men, one in three women in our generation Mm -hmm. will get some sort of cancer diagnosis in their lifetime. And I just, when there's something like this, that's available to everybody, you don't need a prescription. It's 90 bucks online. Mm -hmm. You don't need, it's so easy. Why would we not? Yeah. I love that. I love to hear that. And I love how passionate you are about it. (laughs) This is the type of people I'm trying to bring in. People who are the highest passionate and like know their calling. And then there's like, takes no prisoner like bitch I'm coming in yeah, here yeah. and I'm teaching you about this you going to listen yeah. and then uh, and that's how and that's how you do it but you do it much more eloquently and gently than that and I thank you yeah. for coming on this and educating like AHCC was it's so uh fascinating for me and I know the people listening they're like they're already on the computer yeah, looking right. halfway through the show yeah um so Mimi fits your brand this is a really good one I know you've done your research you've 
put the best out there because I know how, how into it you are. Yeah. Um, but how else can we find you? Do you have a website or something? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. So um, I mentioned Mimi Fit is my brand. I'm kind of in transition now, transitioning from, because I, I do have my own podcast as well, and I'm kind of transitioning to that brand. Yeah. Um, so I'm in this kind of unique place. But um, getmimifit.com is my website. And then at getmimifit on Instagram is where mm-hmm. I hang out a lot and do a lot of my education. I pride myself on speaking directly to every single person that comes into my DMs and treating them like um, my patient, really, Mm -hmm. because, you know, that clinical dental hygiene mentality didn't leave me once I just stepped away from the field. I treat everyone that comes to me as my patient. Mm -hmm. And I I don't, I can't call them that because I'm not a doctor or anything, but I treat you like you are. And so I, I... Yeah. Right. But I have their, like in my head, I still call them like my patient, you know? Um, but yeah, Instagram is great. I do a ton of education. And then, um, if people want to hear more about AHCC and other mushrooms, my podcast, the medicine, M E D I C I N. Mm -hmm. So there's no E on the end. So right away when you see that the medicine, you're like, this is a different type. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was intentional. That Ah. was supposed to be, you know, this is, this is a different type of, of medicine um, for the body. And so it's disease prevention for the body, mind, and relationships I love, is, the, is the podcast. I love that. I love what you're doing. I'll, oh, I'll recommend, um, I will remind the listeners and viewers, ask your doctor. We got to make sure, yeah. um, from, from what I know, there, this doesn't have any interference, but let's make sure. So just protect ourselves. Ask your doc, see if it's okay. But love the information you brought here. You came with fire. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Yes, thank you. I had such high vibe feelings in my body talking to Mimi. At the very least, if you close your eyes and you listen to her passion uh, for education, that becomes infectious. I love having people on the show who infect us with the need and the want to learn more about how to get ourselves healthier. That's the whole mantra of the show and Mimi really was aligned with it. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing. I love you all. I'll see you next week.